0: What's up, fight fan? You're listening to MMA Daily, the podcast where we bring you the latest in the world of mixed martial arts. It is Monday, January 22nd, 2024, and this week's episode, Drake is Victorious at UFC 297. We'll talk about this past Saturday's UFC pay-per-view from Toronto, Canada, UFC 297. We have a new middleweight champion and bantamweight champion, and the future looks to be pretty easy to figure out from there. We'll talk about the latest in MMA news. The PFL vs. Bellator card is official and it may go down as one of the most stacked events of the calendar year. And we've got some more fight announcements. The BMF title coming to UFC 300. And a new opponent for top contender Amanda Lemos. My name is Gabriel Gonzalez and I'm joined by my co-host Natalie Zamudio.
1: Double G. So much news was breaking this week. Well, yeah, a lot of stuff happened, let's put it that way. But yeah, the PFL velter one, that one felt like the biggest news. And I almost texted you like, did you see this? Plus some of that UFC 300 news. But still, I wouldn't say reeling from from, um, Saturday's fights, but I'm still surprised about the outcome of the main event. But I'll toss it back to you to, to set this up. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I, I mean, look, it's always a weird thing when they announce stuff like Monday night, Tuesday morning, because then it's like, I get it. We haven't been on all week. So, you know, a lot's happened since then. It's kind of old news. But no, I mean, for Not us, really, we man. get to talk about it. We yeah. do this every Monday and that's how it rolls. Um, yeah, the, the pay-per-view was, uh, I know some fans had a different feeling about it. I personally thought collectively it wasn't the worst grouping of fights Um, if you asked me, did it have, you know, today, right now, current superstars, I'd tell you no, but I didn't think those fights were quite as bad collectively as I think some fans, I think they're just, outside of the co-main event, I thought you got probably your typical amount of carnage. What can I say? So,
1: yeah, it was, uh, it was fine. It was a a fine pay-per-view. I didn't walk away feeling cheated, you know, um, like Esparza and nama Yunus to, I don't no, think that yeah. was the main I, event. I, I right? hear people that...
0: comparing that and I'm like, okay, come on now. I think you're just trying to. Right, you you're just know. being
1: mean now. Come on. Yeah. Or, you know, um, help me out here. Nganu and um, uh, Lewis. Lewis. Yeah. yeah. Those two will still stand. Those two fights will stand you know, high up, uh, on a, on a, on a, on a pedestal, nobody wants to reach as, as probably the worst two, you know, championship fights ever, you know, so far. And hopefully, you know, never again. Um, so, so no, it was a fine card. Didn't knock my socks off, but I'm not, I was, I didn't walk away mad, uh, disappointed. You know, I didn't feel like I got cheated. I wasn't pissed off. Um, you know, Main event didn't go the way I thought it should have gone, but it was a close fight for sure.
0: I mean, let's talk about that. Uh, um, so, look, I think we've uh, addressed everything else. The main event, Sean Strickland, Draco Um I mean, I'm going to address it now. The lead-up to fight week, I think we thought there was going to be this almost like low-key Conor Habib element to it all. Yeah. Obviously, there was a lot of emotion. <laughs> um there was some low blows and a lot of you know th- th- Sean Strickland dished it and uh, Drake has kind of met him and then some going low with it and it made for a lot of feelings, right? Um, but all week from the jump, it was just very clear that it's like no, we're not gonna keep we're not gonna keep kicking the can down the hill, you know? It's just like look, you know, he said it, I said it, we squashed it, and now we're just gonna beat the you know snot out of each other yeah and that's very much what we got so did we get the build-up during fight week i thought we would no did we still have a the fight i expected we would yes now um styles make fights draco Duplessis is a very different fighter from israel adesanya and i think this was a good example mma math just because fighter A defeats fighter B does not mean, you know, if A beats C, that B beats C. You know, all, all this yeah. other stuff. I probably explained it wrong, but you get my point. I get you. Um, Dracus, uh, I, I was very impressed. One, his cardio. He expend a lot of energy. And if you told me five rounds, Dracus wins, I'd say that's probably one of the more least likely scenarios. Just because I felt like, look, big dude, a lot of muscle to carry around. If he starts throwing it the way I expect him to probably do it during this fight, I don't know that he'll keep it up. For 25 minutes, Look fantastic, was good. Sean Strickland, I think the biggest thing you saw is just even when he's not putting the pressure on you like he did to Izzy and... Abus Magomedov, he is still a very difficult fighter to deal with. I mean, despite the two cuts, look at watch that fight back. How many bombs Drakus threw? And maybe you remember this? I don't know that Drakus ever actually got a really clean fist-to-face shot never on one did. of those bombs. Yeah,
1: never. like,
0: and he won some big <clears throat> ones. And Sean Strickland just almost like that very classic like you've seen it when like they catch it in the photos in the slow-mo
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh that boxer where they just slide out of the way yep. out of the bombs he was very good with that all night and just really slipped them very you know do the seminar watch the tape look at his feet look at his shoulders look at his head movement perfect avoided the bombs yes look some stuff got through obviously caused the cuts uh, cuts on the face bleed a lot and he bled a lot and that I'm sure had an effect on what the judges were seeing the fact is for the output across 25 minutes Sean Strickland got, got his shots in Dracus got his shots in S- not all significant strikes are equal it just looked like Drakus was the one going for quote more significant strikes and that's just what we got it made for a very close fight. Um, I, You know, I'm like a lot of people. Round 1, close, probably Sean Strickland. Round 2, Drakus. Round 3, close, probably Drakus. Round 4, definitely Drakus with the momentum. And round 5, full credit to Strickland. Unloaded the clip. Especially in like that last 30 seconds, just really decided let's bang. Uh, answered the call of Coach Eric Nixick, Coach of the Year for 23 in my opinion. Um, made for a fun fight, but yeah, competitive personally from the jump I had at Dracus, but I get some of those rounds. If you told me you like Strickland, not the craziest thing. What about you?
1: Yeah, I did. <clears throat> I, I did think Strickland did it in the end, um, because you mentioned the defense and so much of that, you know, round for me, round one and two were Strickland and round three was a little bit quieter but I felt that Strickland was still even though he wasn't landing as much because Dracus had kind of figured out where that jab was going to be Strickland was still pairing almost everything that Dracus was winging at him and and to me Dracus looked sloppy um, because he was just you know as he as he says he likes to charge forward always pushing forward and he is but there's no finesse there you know he's just winging those punches, looping overhands. And Sean, to my eyes, was, was evading with either moving his head or pairing, you know, slapping down with his hand. So I thought it was Sean also round three. Um, so I did think he was going to win. I think he did, he did enough. Obviously, rounds four and five got bloody. I was surprised, man, but it is what it is, right? If you want to keep the belt, you got to go in there and – be dominant, and Sean Strickland, I I thought he did enough, but, yeah, I didn't think it was a dominant victory. So, um, Drakus is the new champion now, which is sort of what, you know, sets up for the matchup that we were supposed to see before Strickland met Adesanya and took his belt. But um, my biggest takeaways were that, Sean Strickland, despite losing, to me still looked really good. The early rounds, especially the defense, the footwork, the head movement, very, very good. And again, Drake is a little messy. That's just his style, I guess. It's a little bit of a, like a Tasmanian devil kind of just coming at you style.
0: He almost looks like he fights differently every time, doesn't he? Like he doesn't have this quote style. The same way, like, Izzy.
1: Yeah, he implements right. the same
0: thing against everybody. Sean right, he implements look- the same thing.
1: Yeah, exactly. They do. They're always giving you the same look. And Drake is... In fact, I, I was thinking during the fight, I was like, I don't remember him looking, fighting this way against Ro- Robert Whitaker. So that's yeah, like right.
0: Ro- Whitaker, he almost had the he out karate like Whitaker that dart in and dart out. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And I was, uh, you know, against Sean, he really just put that front foot forward and came at him. I I I was look, full credit to Drakus. He's a, yeah. you know, new generation fighter. I know he's built like an old generation fighter with all <laughs> that muscle for a middleweight, but um yeah, look, stylistically, he gives you a different look every time. I'm sure it's a nightmare to watch and prepare for. Um so full credit to him. Um I, I'll say this, you know the weird thing about Sean Strickland is that and I want to phrase this correctly, I almost feel like the contender role is where he thrives. Not to say that he isn't a great fighter who could win fights as champion, but I almost feel like that freedom of the schedule and just train and all that, like, I'll say this right now. If you tell me that somebody falls out, like a middleweight falls out of UFC 300, we could very well see Sean Strickland and he'd accept like a, you know first fight of the pay-per-view kind of fight you know what i mean yeah he's that kind of dude that i don't know that that really affects his ego to feel like well i'm this i'm that i'm a star i think he's more in the cowboy cerrone um almost like robbie lawler type role that it's like no just you know forrest griffin just put me in like i just like to fight i just like to do this and i think that almost works to his advantage um He'll get a big fight. He's still a big name. Bigger name than before. So he'll be back. I don't expect him to be out of the picture in his next fight. I just expect it might, you know... Maybe some good matchmaking. And then we could see him back still in that conversation. Now, for Dracus, it's uh, one of two guys. Adasanya, Hamzat. Um, I don't want to say Hamzat is a consolation because... People still get hype for this guy. I know it seems to be... uh, Like, I watch Twitter, I see it, and I'm like... People like, yeah, his aura is gone, his mystique. And I'm like, I don't even know what we could say about it. I mean, it's like, dude, you guys couldn't get enough of the guy. What happened? I think that Hamzat, the second you book him for a fight, the hype goes up again. Yeah. However, Adesanya is just the fight. Every element to this... Adesanya on the comeback The stylistic challenge of Dracus The history um, The personal stuff The clash of personalities Which is going to be very different than Sean and Dracus All of it comes together beautifully That um uh, to uh, I'll say right now I don't know that there's another UFC fight That is As Enticing Like yes John Jones is a big deal Conor McGregor is going to be a huge deal but when you tell, talk to me about the A side, B side, both coming together, which one gets me the most excited? There's not another UFC fight that I think is bigger than Izzy and Drakus. What about you?
1: I think so because it's so much more. I agree because it's so much more than just two guys at the top of their game, right? This is personal from a cultural, like national pride level, right? This goes deep. Yeah. And and that's that's why I do feel like it's it's a it, it is the biggest one that the biggest rivalry that could be um, booked right now. It's deeply personal for especially for Adesanya, and Dracus is none too is all too happy to you know poke the bear. And <clears throat> look, he's from South Africa; that's his homeland, and and so of course he's proud to be the first. South African champion. Um, but, you know, obviously Adesanya <laughs> has some feelings about um, someone that looks like Dracus, you know, touting his African champion status. So
0: like the comments like over, you know, the other three, Francis, Kamaru and Izzy. Right.
1: Exactly. Yeah. yeah.
0: To be, you know, to be specific.
1: Of course. Yeah. So, yes, it's deep, bad blood. And. Is it going to fizzle out the way the Sean Strickland, Drake's thing did? Maybe. Maybe they're just going to be like, all right, you know, we talked our talk. We set our, you know, we set our piece and now let's just get ready to fight. I don't think so. I think they're still going to get after it on the mic. Should this fight be booked, you know, anytime soon. And, um, you know, Adesanya's got the time off, so he'll be fresh. Drake's yep. He got a lot of damage to the face, but I don't know how long it will take for him to feel like he's good to go or if he thinks he will be good to go for this, you know, this this um big event, UFC 300 that we're all still sort of waiting on for the for that real tasty main event at the top.
0: So. I mean, according to Dana, he we could have it in the next 5 days.
1: The confirmation.
0: So. Yep. Okay. Um so I want to address the first part uh did you see the clip or maybe you watched it on youtube um Adesanya watching the fight like on his channel the whole freestyle bender thing
1: i did not see that no.
0: um he did talk about he was actually respectful he said no D- drakus is now the fourth african champion congratulations mm-hmm. i'm happy for him honestly okay. and he did say it like no like you know y- you can't walk it back and say oh well i i only like um I only like African champions when they're black. No, he just kind of said, no, we have another African champion. Congrats to him. I'm happy for him. I thought that was very good. And then he did what Izzy does, and he said, don't get it wrong, though. I'm still coming for that, you know. Yeah. And let's get it, right? Right. So I did like the energy from Adesanya. It said, you know, look, I'm not going to. I think they don't even want to. Not everyone wants to be Conor and Habib. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, and it, and it can get real ugly with this if if you yeah. get deep on, if they if they do decide to just double down on this, you know, national continental.
0: I mean, it gets ugly.
1: It gets very very ugly, man. And so I that sort of relieves me to hear that Adesanya, at least for now, is is just playing it cool.
0: Yeah, I even think with Strickland, like, look, with the whole Drake Strickland thing, seeing Strickland in, you know, a way that we're not used to seeing, you know, to actually be personally bothered by someone else's comments. I I mean, look, it added a new element. That being said, I definitely didn't think it would be entertaining if I just heard Dracus be, you know, start bringing up like, oh, when your dad was blah, blah. I I mean, that's not entertaining or hype that just becomes a whole other thing that I don't know is still working to quote sell a fight you know what i mean
1: mm-hmm.
0: so i i also i get it you know the, the colby said it and it's not wrong it's ultimate fighting not ultimate feelings championship um there are times and it's like i know you're trying to you know create a conflict and it sells a fight but there are times when it's like yeah this isn't selling anything now this is just now we're just devolving for the sake of the show and i i think that that's where it gets lost you know what i mean yeah yeah but um look i i I think they would have the fight now let's address the second part i'm not gonna lie the second that turned into a scrap i almost kind of threw out the whole ufc 300 card out the window as in, like Drakus appearing on three hundred. Mm-hmm. If you remember, he had about two months for the July to September fight with Adesanya.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, he did say he had banged himself up a bit prepping for Whitaker. He didn't. We don't have any indication of that going into this fight. But obviously, the Strickland fight was much harder than the Whitaker fight for him.
1: Yeah,
0: for sure. Um, he has just a little bit shy of three months to prep for this so that means rest recover train and then fight week from you know from fight night to fight night little under three months this now becomes a very like okay you know everything's got to go perfect and the second you're in that scenario that's when it becomes like uh i don't know that it's gonna happen i think that Dana and everyone, they would love that. I think that Dana and the crew, you have a superstar like Adesanya. You have this fight with Drakus. Yes, that is a UFC 300 level main event. I'll tell you that right now. It becomes very particular, in which case I just like, I don't know. Now look, I want to address this right now. Compared to the last time, Drakus is now a champion. There are pay-per-view points involved and you're talking about what will probably be number one or number two pay-per-view of 2024. Money talks. You're going to get a cut of that. There's a good chance he, you know, he's on a great run, renegotiates his deal as a champion for more money. There is a chance they negotiate a whole separate deal just for the Adesanya fight at 300. All of these things could influence him coming in at less than 100%. For such a big event, at 300, it just, you can't rule it out. That being said, ideally, I don't know that I would want Sean, sorry, I want Drakus at 300. I almost feel like I'd rather him heal up so this fight could be as good as it can be. What about you?
1: Okay, yes. Do you want it to be the best possible fight? <laughs> then you probably can't hit that date at UFC 300. I, I do kind of like the, you know, effort. I'll just go in anyway, sort of like Volkanovsky-Islam, um, but that turned out terribly for him. And I don't think that's um, – I don't think it would turn out terribly for Dracus should he take this fight at 300 uh, with Adesanya, but it would be – you know, he'd be at a disadvantage for sure. And so is it the smart move? No, but is it the exciting, like, gutsy, I'm the champ, I take everyone, anytime, anywhere move? It is. And so part of me thinks he will accept, but, you know, should that actually offer be presented to him? But, yeah, there's a – you're not going to get the freshest Dracus, of course not. But it's it's a good story.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean – I am sixty forty on Dracus at three hundred. Mind okay. you, that eye—it may not just be swelling. There's a chance he could have a small fracture on the orbital. That yeah. would definitely just pull the plug.
1: That would for sure. Yeah.
0: So, I mean, look—I'm sure he may not even have had a follow-up doctor's appointment yet. It, it may—we may not find out till the end of the week. Um. We could do a lot of talking. I know we'd go over it again. So I'm not even going to speculate if it's not Adesanya who's at the top of 300. We could do that later. Yeah. But um, yeah, that's just how I feel about it. So does it happen? Will it happen? We'll find out soon. Sooner rather than later. If I had to make a bet, I would say that's the front runner that Dana wants and the the powers that be. But I think there's a contingency. Are you ready? Yes, you're the main event. No, we got somebody else lined up. And that's that's it. Yeah. Um, Talking about the co-main event now, uh, Raquel Pennington, Myra Silva. You know, this was one of those really odd matchups to watch play out. I think one of the biggest things that I found seeing this is that as... The fight went on. It felt like Raquel was doing the opposite of what you thought she should do. But yet, she just kept winning the fight. And to Myra's (laughs) credit, every time she got to the ground, really, she found herself in a really solid submission attempt with a rear naked choke. She did. And uh, to be honest, I felt like one of these times, she's just finally going to get Raquel. And that was going to be all she wrote. Full credit to the grittiness of Raquel. Full credit to everything else. Um, Stuck to the plan. I think if you ask her, she'll probably just tell you. I felt like I was doing... I felt like I was putting myself in the best position to win. And she just got it done. And so full credit to her. But I do think that at the end of it, um, oddly paced fight. I know why fans weren't riveted. It wasn't this maximum carnage that you probably wanted for your price for the money but you know it was just one of those fights played out the way it played out what about you
1: you know look I I was not uh so disappointed by the the fight as it seemed like some of the internet was I was rooting for Raquel so I was a little bit on the edge of my seat actually because she had such a striking advantage and Wasn't using it. I mean her corner was begging her. Just keep it on the feet Why do you keep pushing her against the cage? Why do you let her put you know her hand around your neck? What, you know, but it's it's just um, an old Habit that she couldn't break even at the most important significant moment of her career and she's lucky that she didn't get caught because you're right so many of those submission attempts were in and looked solid and it was just by pure sheer will and you know use of force to rip the elbow off her chin and up you know uh, over her mouth off of her face that she was able to muscle out of them and so she's kind of lucky to have won because of those many very close attempts submission attempts by myra buenosilva buenosilva but all in all she was overall she was the better fighter um Stand up, man. There was, I think it was round two where she was just, you could see it. If she just kept pushing forward with those punches, she would have gotten a TKO. Um, But she didn't. She just kept taking her foot off the gas pedal. Maybe she was getting nervous that she was going to get caught with something. I don't know. It was a little bizarre. But all in all, like I said, I enjoyed the fight. I was on the edge of my seat because of those submission attempts, because Raquel was so close to being able to finish if she just stayed on her feet and so when she kept going to the cage and eventually started getting the, the top mount position then I was like okay well this also works she can just dominate with some ground and pound and she essentially did at the very end there the last two rounds but um, you know if I'm Irene Aldana I'm thinking like huh <laughs> I'm a better boxer than her uh, this wouldn't be such a bad matchup of course, Juliana Pena got the call out because she's—I don't know—is she ranked for one? I, I guess she's ranked one or two. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and so that's a fine fight too. Look, I'm not disappointed. I know lots of internet folks were like, "135 oh, division sucks," and you know this is this is what it is. And you know, Nunez was just blitzing through everybody. I'm okay with it. The division is fine. It's going to keep rolling along. I like Pennington, Pena. Like, not disappointed. Was it the most thrilling fight? No, but it was a solid fight. Like all. I think, you know, maybe Sean Strickland put um, a little bit of bad juju on the fight with his talk at the press conference saying he doesn't like to see cats fight, likes to see lions fight. And basically, you know. I don't know, uh, (laughs) because
0: I also thought, is this like an Amanda Nunes thing? Because she's the lioness and Myra was Sheetara, like the Thundercats cartoon, if you're
1: Uh of that age, you
0: know. I don't know. I mean,
1: I think he jinxed it though because it put like everyone was. He like,
0: did. I'm sorry, but like, bro, come on! Like, you you almost hurt your own wallet because you hurt the pay per view sales.
1: Yeah, know. not a smart move. Like, you know, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. You're the and, only
0: and, guy who got a cut of the pay per view, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. Look, I he that's I mean, I'm gonna stick to the women, but yes, like his comments, it was just a weird thing to witness all week. You saw the press conference with the fan? No. What? Uh, th- th- so, some fan just mid conference just ran right up to the stage to ask Sean for a handshake and autograph. Um, security took him down like they were Secret Service. It was quite something. Then there's behind the scenes. Of, I guess the guy, it-, it looked like this teenager, maybe early 20s, like. Came he essentially cut down from the upper mezzanine, dropped from like the upper level down to like the platform, and then he just ran up past the security onto the stage.
1: Wow!
0: All for Mister Strickland. So it's like oh, it, is. it is. what it is. Uh, look back to the women, you know, who are the star of the show. Like I said, great execution. Just veteran. That that's just veteranness winning for Raquel. The fight with Pena is kind of just the only one that makes sense. Um, Raquel's beaten Ketlin. You can go Aldana. Ariel said this, and I have to admit that it's very true. I'd, as much as I don't know that merit-wise that Pena has the argument for it, I would argue that more than anybody else in that whole division, even pre-Amanda... She's the only one willing to make enough noise at the sake of her own popularity. And he brought it up. I don't know that there would be this any interest in other women's Bantamweight title fights unless she was talking. And look, he brought it up. If you're okay not being liked, it's not the worst strategy. It's yeah. clearly worked out for Juliana. Like, um times. Yeah, once again, uh, you know, do I think that's the fight? Uh, I wouldn't say that. Um, But look, I also get it. Money talks. Uh, I don't know that fans care necessarily just objectively for the competitive match of Irene and Raquel. But if you tell me the two tough teammates, one now talking a lot of trash, are going to settle some beef, uh, easy sell, you know? So, yeah, I think it's Pena... Pena easily, Irene Aldana's right there as backup.
1: Let's go. Yes, exactly that. There's just really nothing else to, nothing else, no one else to consider. So yeah, yeah. Pena. If for whatever reason not possible, Aldana, and that's it. And as for Myra, you know she, she gasped. She kind of man, She kind of crumbled up a little bit there on the big stage. Um, I mean Myra, right
0: there, Irena or Ketlin. Yeah. I mean, build yourself back up. Yeah. She's still a very fun contender to watch.
1: Yeah, yeah, of course, not not trying to knock her down. It was just, you know, you get tested sometimes and you get tested, you either rise to the occasion or you fall flat and she sort of rose then fell and then at the end of the round at round 5 she tried to, you know, pump it back up again, but I mean, she not- she was having trouble getting up, you know, at the end of the rounds and stuff, so
0: not for nothing, Misha Tate's uh, look good after the last one. That's another dude, big fight.
1: That would be fun.
0: Yeah. So uh, good still places to go for Myra, but yeah, sure, Raquel dude, and Pena. Sure. That's just the one. Um, look, some other stuff from the undercard. Uh, Neil Magny. It ain't over till it's over. Rallies in the closing seconds to sub Mike Malott. I mean, uh, we we've talked about this when Neil has big fights sometimes it feels like you you know look he's never had a title eliminator kind of fight and sometimes he'll be up against these up-and-comers and and it feels like okay you know I get why and then other times he just reminds you why he's has the most wins in welterweight history for the UFC he reminds you why he's had so many big fights he reminds you why a lot of guys don't always like to fight him he's so big tall well-rounded and just seeing everything at this point, and he just kinda pulled that one out of the hat. Hail Mary. Um Mike has plenty of places to go from here. He'll be back, but story of the night, Neil Magny, stop acting like he ain't one of the best guys any given night. Good for him.
1: Yeah, man, that was that was awesome. Just never quit, stayed with it, found the opportunity, capitalized and shocked the arena for sure.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. By the way, like, I think it was 0-7 for the Canadian men. The two Canadian women won, but it was like, oof, that was... Sometimes the cookie crumbles, yeah?
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Um, Look, uh, the fact that they have that many guys in good fights, I think that, you know, I'd rather focus on that. But, yeah, you know, obviously it was just one of those nights... Chris Curtis back in the win column after that tough 23 getting to the cage and how it all played out. So good for him. Um, Julian Robertson with the victory. Jez DeVicius with the victory. So, yeah, it was quite the night for everybody. Um, oh, oh C D and Tavares. I don't know if you saw that, but rematch from Contender Series. Those guys just beat the crap out of each I other. That. It, yeah,
1: they did. Woo. Early
0: Contender Fight of the Year. I mean, it'll probably get... Pushed out of there by a bigger fight. But, you know, for the first pay-per-view, they brought it. They they set the bar. So, good for them. Um, during the broadcast, it's announced, Mr. Frankie Edgar, the answer, is going to the USC Hall of Fame. You know, I'm just happy for it. Look, he had a lot of great fights. He was so, just consistent for so long. When you talk about what it took for him to stay at the top of lightweight, okay. then featherweight. Then, obviously, you know, Bantamweight probably went went down a little too late in his career. Yeah. But so just, when you think about all the guys he faced, how he was a handful for them every night out. And then just outside the cage, this great ambassador. He's right there next to Chris Weidman in every photo, pushing for the UFC to get to New York. And it just, you know... It, just one of those guys, kind of like the Korean zombie, kind of like Robbie Lawler. Never really got lured into the game, just really did his thing, lived his life. And when the cage door closed, he was just there every day to whoop some butt, you know? And it just made it... I'm just very glad. I, I'm glad they're honoring him with it. I think it's well-deserved. Um, I remember when he beat BJ Penn over like 10 years ago now, which is scary. And it was just this huge moment because obviously BJ was the legend he is. And, uh, yeah, just the fact that he really never fell off of that level until he retired. I I was just, you know, or until the end of his career. I'm just very impressed. Good for him.
1: Yeah, of course, uh, you know, fully expecting that to happen. Just, I guess, had to wait his turn. Um, Love, like uh, just someone that has a true love of the game and, and, yeah, kept it. Clean professional, his whole career, and that's um, that's not common anymore. And I'm not knocking either strategy, but it's just something to note because um, it's different. It's it's you know, if he had started now, would he have been able to have all the success he had? You know, would he have able to been able to
0: like? Would he be a star in today's noise? generation?
1: Yeah. Can he break through the noise that everyone now? makes um and just fight his fight maybe probably but but it's cool to see like just like an old yeah old cowboy doing his thing you know so good for him
0: yeah just great run you know the question is he a hall of famer the answer is yes of course (laughs) um uh, final note dana white talks at the press conference um look uh, he he was mum on a lot of things they're going back to canada this year which is great uh says you know asked about the conor mcgregor thing on june 29th flat out is that when conor is fighting dana white that is not confirmed oh my gosh i'm so just the, okay uh, i mean <laughs> okay here's my quick one easily you want to know what it is hmm. they'll move conor chandler to 300 if drakus isn't available
1: yeah that's got to be right because why else would you would you would you say that <laughs> make it make
0: sense it doesn't make sense any other way right it, it has just to. doesn't yeah I, I don't i don't know that the fans i i just look if you add one more big fight to 300 you can maybe ride with leon and bilal but if you're telling me right now that's your three pack at the top title well i guess you have Lee. You know what? Yeah, I'm gonna just leave it at that. I think that's what I, that needs to happen. If Drakus isn't ready, um, Connor at three hundred.
1: Yeah, the return of Conor McGregor versus doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, yeah, because otherwise, <clears throat> you know, why? Like, he, he has to fight soon, right? Just the man's not getting any younger, and apart from that, he's still the biggest name globally. Um, and and it's like he was. So cocky in his in his uh, announcement with his yeah. cackling and everything. It's like he wouldn't have done that if he actually if he really thought he wasn't going to fight in June. So yeah, it's got to be okay. But hold on, let me just say this: Why wouldn't Dana White just confirm it for June, and then surprise us all by saying we changed it? Now he's coming to. Now he's going to be at three hundred.
0: I think you always want a little bit of that. Um... What's it say? You don't want to have that culpability if the pieces get moving. So, for example, if he said, um, if they ask him, Dana, is Connor going to fight in June? And he's like, probably.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And all these fans buy tickets and hotels. Uh, I see. So, I think you always want just a little bit of that, you know, you don't want it on you. Even if you know in your heart, yeah, that's what we're talking about at the office lately, so. I think that's one of those things you want to give yourself an out. At least that's what I would do. So I don't know why Dana wouldn't take a similar approach. It feels very easy to do. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. All right. So maybe Connor.
0: There we go. We figured it out. Either dracus (laughs) or Connor at 300. Boom. I mean, so looking at it, uh, look, uh, good night in Canada. The fans always uh, really bring the energy. It's one of the more uh, electrifying crowds when you watch it on pay-per-view, so good for them. Um, let's now talk about you know some of those things that we have going on. Um, you know what, uh, just because, let's just keep it on UFC. I'm gonna move it around. Okay. Uh, Gaethje and Max Holloway announced on, I believe it was Wednesday uh, or Tuesday for UFC 300 for the BMF title. The reason I want to bring this up is because now we have very easily a solid four-pack for UFC 300. Yeah. So if you're telling me, okay, prelims are whatever. But if you're going to stack the UFC 300 pay-per-view card, you now have at least Jiri versus Rokic. You have Charles versus Sarukian. You now have... Wei Li versus Yan Shanan, and you have Max Holloway versus Gaethje. That is four sick fights, just boom right there. You get one more fight, so you're telling me for ninety bucks, eighty five, that that's what you're getting for the price of admission. I know there's been a lot of is that better than two eighty, you know, two ninety nine and all that natalie Loki, yeah those four fights that's on par what we're getting in miami what about you
1: i would say it's on par yeah <clears throat> and, it- and
0: and look uh, here's the thing i get it it's gonna it's gonna live or die by the main event right if they add a connor drakus that beats 299. if it's leon and Bilal, it's going to be a great night, but fans may say, may tell you that's the one they're least invested in. I yeah. get it. But c- competitively, objectively, that's about as good of a pay-per-view card as you can ask for. You get what I'm saying?
1: Yes. Forget the number, right? It's just UFC yeah. pay-per-view. It's a good it's a good card. It's a great card. Great card. Is it like an epic, you know, centennial <laughs> Uh, not yet, but it's very close. Very close. I don't know what you call three hundred. Uh, tricentennial.
0: I don't know. <laughs> no, no, no. It, it's very fair. It's very fair. Yeah. Um. But my point is that like, it just needs that. It, they just need the right guy on the top of the card. Yeah. And you have potentially, do you have at least one available if they get Connor.
1: Right.
0: Right. So it's like, you see, just ride and give it to the fans. You know.
1: You know what they should do. Like the uh, Royal Rumble in <laughs> WWF. just put Connor in the middle and let freaking featherweights and lightweights just start running into the cage.
0: <laughs> the first one there gets the contract.
1: One at no, one at a time. And he's just got to defeat, <laughs> he not he's got to defeat each one, throw them oh, out the cage. God, um, that's uh, that would be fun. But anyway, um, Gaethje Holloway though, because yeah. I have strong feelings about this. You Hit know, I did, wasn't a fan of gate of the BMF being you know, transferred to, um, to Gaethje or to Dustin for that fight. I sure. didn't think it matched up. So I don't like this for that reason. Firstly, um, because, uh, I guess, I guess like Gaethje has to defend the belts, I guess, if you have the BMF belt, it didn't seem like Masvidal or Diaz were going to defend it. I believe they even said it was just a one-off thing. So, okay. So now it's going to be a, a recurring thing. Fine. Um it's stupid, Gaethje's not a, he's a, he's a killer, he's a slugger, he's a barn burner, like he puts on barn burners, but it's not, he's not a BMF, when you think about Vasvidal and Diaz, but we've had this conversation already, anyway, what I really don't like about it is, is Holloway moving up to 155 to fight Gaethje, you know, we saw what happened with Poirier, he's just, he doesn't have the, the musculature, the physicality, to hang with these guys that have been long in the tooth at 155, um, maybe they all walk around at the same weight when they're not gonna when they're not in camp. But Holloway is a skinny guy, and not I don't say that in a bad way. That's just his build. So I don't like this for that reason. Um, of course, he's badass. He's a killer. He's got great striking, great movement, everything. He looks he's looked really good of late. Again, uh, but I just. I just feel like Gaethje's going to get in there and and hurt him. Like Gaethje hurts lightweights with his hands. Tony Ferguson, you know, Michael Chandler, like he puts beatings on them. Holloway has a great chin, but he's just a smaller dude. He's a a more svelte guy. And so this one makes me a little nervous, but um, it's probably going to be freaking exciting as heck because no one's going to back up. Holloway's going to point to the center of the cage at some point. You know he is, and they're just going to get after it. Um, I was listening to uh, Ariel Halwani a little bit as they discussed this very same subject, and I agreed with him on this point, which is if not for UFC 300 needing a big matchup with big names, this fight would never have been made, right? It's, it's purely a spectacle entertainment matchup, There's nothing wrong with that, but it makes me a little nervous for Holloway. Are you a fan of this? What do you think?
0: Um, We're talking UFC 300. I am a fan of them loading it up with stars like Gaethje and Holloway. Of course. You're talking about... uh, Okay, look, I know uh, you always feel like you're leaving someone out. I would put both Gaethje and Max as top 10 stars in UFC. Yes. You know, where on the top 10. Don't ask me that question. That gets more difficult off the top of my head, but... You know, if you tell me, like, who's fighting tonight? Max, Justin, hell yeah. yeah, take my right. money, right? Yes. Let, let's make that clear. Um, So uh, on do I like the matchup, one, I don't think that Gaethje should have had to fight anybody before Islam. I don't like that. Also, that, yeah. also it kind of felt like it was lined up. Charles and Sarukian fight in April, obviously, same night. Gechi and Islam fight in June, which Islam kind of teased, hey, June, let's go. And then it's like, okay, Gechi and Islam fight. They fight the winner of Charles, you know, in the fall. Perfect. There it is. What the heck are we doing, Natalie? Yeah, now, yeah. okay, l- once again, someone gets screwed. Uh, Charles or uh, or And, you know, Sarukin's now up there. He obviously gets a shot. Um you know he's he kind of hasn't gotten to have that moment yet uh so he's there obviously max has had his time but th- that that now becomes like okay you know like i i kind of like a pipeline i'll say it like that now in terms of that okay look it's a good fight holloway at lightweight that's where i'm you know how long has he been thinking about this like is this new were you considering 45 If the answer is um, yes then I would say that it's not good because like you said physicality that's a huge part of it Gaethje is absolutely rolling right now and stylistically the way he likes to fight I think he actually has a lot of problems for a guy like Max Holloway as good as Max is now if this has been on Max's mind for a while And He's just been keeping it low-key and lifting weights and eating chickens over on in Hawaii That's a different story. Is it still a (laughs) tough fight? Heck, yeah, but it's a different story, right? So uh, that's how I feel about it. Um, I like the stars on 300 I don't know what we're doing with the lightweight title and that makes me wonder if they're still gonna try to do a Leon Bilal situation sorry Leon Islam situation, but Right now it's just like I don't know what they're trying to line up because it feels like it, it feels like they're almost purposefully throwing everybody off the timetable rather mm-hmm. than hey, let's book people together that way things can move along in a straight line at one fifty five. So I don't know what they're doing in that. So Yeah. But look, not... who am I to question UFC's plans? They Oh that's they have we... everything who else?
1: Yeah, but still, I mean, you know, it's our uh it's our fun job to to ask the questions why but but you know yeah the the meaningfulness of these matchups is um getting lost right so you're it's a good point i was mostly just focused on i hate the bmf and i don't want holloway to get in there he's too small but i kind of disregarded the whole title situation and that's a big deal that they're that they are also disregarding so I don't know, man. They're, they're getting a little bit... Okay, let me put it this way. We, as fans, want UFC 300 to be juicy and star-studded, as you said. But I think they're sort of focusing too much on star-studdedness and, you know, forgetting about their actual working divisions a little bit just to prop up this one event, so.
0: I think this will all make sense when you actually know what's happening with Islam. And maybe they just haven't decided what they're doing with Islam and they're just worried about, well, let's just book this event right now and then we'll figure all the other stuff later, which, you know, I always feel like that doesn't make sense for championship fights and championship contenders. But that feels like just the strategy they're taking at this moment with who's available. And I don't I just don't have any other theory for it. So, yeah, yeah. Um, Look, there was a lot of other news. Let's talk about this big one. The PFL versus Bellator card is announced February 24th, Saudi Arabia. Um, And Natalie, they just threw everything in the kitchen sink. Uh, Before we talk about matchups, every fight is going to be three rounds, not five. Elbows are allowed. PFL CEO Don Davis said that's essentially because... Fans kind of gave us their input, how they feel about so many five-round fights. Yeah. I mean, I get that, but I'd also go back to it. You know what you're getting going in. But, okay, look, they they feel like it's better paced with three-round fights. All right, let's go. Um, the card itself. Ryan Bader, Hannon Ferreira, heavyweight, unifier, essentially. Let's go. Uh, middleweight, or sorry... I guess, um, I don't, I don't even, wait. I got confused. I'm reading their website. Fact is, 205 champion Impa Kasung and I taking on middleweight Bellator champion Johnny Eblen. That's right, that's right. Yes, it's at 205. Johnny's moving up for Impa's title.
1: Because they don't have a middleweight division. Yes. Kids, oh, yeah.
0: it, it's just, PFL listed as middleweight champion versus champion, and I'm like, wait, Impa's 205. You get what I'm saying.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: The welterweight one. That just changed. You probably haven't seen it, but on Twitter, um, Megamed, Megamed Karamov is out. Ray Cooper third is going to rep PFL against Jason what? Jackson.
1: No kidding.
0: I know. It sucks for Megamed. I felt like that was actually a really good fight, but okay, it happened. Um, breaking news. Damn. Featherweight, Jesus Pinedo taking on Patricio Pitbull. Heavyweight, Bruno Capeloza welcomes 205 Bellator champ Vadim Nemkov. At 2.05, Tiago Santos fights Yoel Romero. And yeah. at one fifty five, you know, somehow the curtain jerker at the pay-per-view, Clay Collard, welcomes AJ McKee, former Bellator featherweight champion. And then the prelims, featherweight finalist Braga takes on Aaron Pico. The professional debut of Biagio Ali Walsh. Boxing mega champion Clarissa Shields returns to MMA. I mean... Natalie top to bottom, that
1: is about as good a PFL card as we've seen. What are your thoughts? Yeah, man, I was very excited when I saw this. I was like, wow, they're really doing it? They're just they're just going, you know, balls to the walls here and just giving it giving us everything we were hoping for when we considered this what you know when we considered some of the possibilities of this merger acquisition, whatever you call it. Um, man, this is it, you know, just putting all the eggs in one basket and I love it. I'm totally excited for this. Uh, weirdly, very excited for Clay Collard, AJ McKee. Um, not because, not weirdly, like it's, you know, a surprise, but you know, there's all these championship fights that are also very exciting, but I feel like that's going to be awesome. Uh, Tiago Santos, y'all Romero, dude, that's, um, that's one of those that could either be awesome or they're just going to stand there and not punch each other. So (laughs) we'll see. Yeah, and also I love Clarissa Shields. I don't care what anybody says. I'm a huge fan of her. So happy to see her back. I will fully admit I don't know who Kelsey DeSantis is, but you know she's Clarissa is still, uh, you know, at the nascent nascent stages of her MMA career. So it's just some generous matchmaking. I I I bet. Um, yeah, man, all in for this. I wonder what they're gonna charge for it. And when is this going down? Let's see.
0: February 24th, so the week after Anaheim.
1: Okay. Yeah, man, that's good. Saudi Arabia. So, <laughs> can't see this one.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, a lot of money. Well, no, it's, remember, it's in the middle of the day.
1: No, no, sorry, I meant in person, but yeah. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, right. yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. Oh, that's right. You're right, but that makes the uh, actual viewing time from the sofa much more favorable. Now, um, yeah, they knocked it out of the park. I think this is exactly what they needed to do. Making a statement, and you know, I'm sure they're going to be asked. Don Davis is going to be asked, "Do you want all your guys to beat all the Bellator guys?" And
0: I mean, remember, technically the Bellator guys are now all his guys.
1: That's what I was going to say. Is he'll say they're all my guys, (laughs) and so I don't care. But they're they're selling it as a you know rivalry promotion versus promotion. Yeah but it's not, Uh, but it is, you know what I mean? There's still pride on the line here, so. I mean, here's the
0: thing is that by this time next year, everyone will feel a lot more like they're all PFL fighters. That being said, tonight, you know, fresh off the merger, they're all going to be, I'm Team Bellator, you're Team PFL. For sure. That will change later. That hasn't changed yet. And I think that's the real appeal of it. Look, um, I mean, the matchups outside of the championships, they're not really a... The championships aren't a surprise. Mm -hmm. You know, we kind of knew that, uh, you know, Ferreira, Bader, they did the virtual face-off. Pinedo, Pitbull. Um, So that, in and of itself, isn't a surprise. Impa and Johnny, okay, I like it. There was always a chance he could fight Vadim, right, Impa? But I actually like this one better because now we get to see both of them, Johnny and Vadim, on the card uh the fight with vadim and bruno is a big one um so yeah you put all these pieces together it's great i'm with you there the prelims yoel clay aj it's awesome i think that this sets the this sets a good precedent and i know that you know when asked about the whole pay-per-view and all that he said well the point is it's a big card and it's not a free TV event. It is a pay-per-view, stop the presses event. And I appreciate that energy. Fans are obviously asked a lot of their wallet. Uh-huh. This is at a time when Anaheim and Miami are probably about three to four weeks apart. Both of them charging 85 bucks. Then you're asking this. This is, once again, the Grand Canyon. Mm-hmm. Can you build enough heat from now until then that fans will feel enough FOMO to pull the trigger on the, uh, you know, putting their credit card info in? Yeah. That it, That remains to be seen. They have some time to work. Let's see what they do with it right now. So we'll go from there. Uh, the elephant in the room. No Chris Cyborg, no Kayla, no Pacheco. Some things to note. Don Davis said, for one kayla preferred sorry cyborg preferred kayla instead of larissa Uh kayla harrison is hurt chris cyborg had a boxing fight on friday chris cyborg if you haven't seen the clip knockout first round um easy work there was always a chance the fight goes longer making it to late february for a turnaround is impossible cyborg said she'll fight However, she said, hey, Kayla, are we doing this, you know, this fight on the 24th? Kayla hasn't responded. So I do wonder, is Kayla, is it just out of the way? Is it not going to happen no matter what? Um, Larissa, per Don Davis, said, you know what? I don't even care. <laughs> Cyborg can have Kayla first and then I'll fight them second. I think that's a little bit gangster I would argue I wouldn't have done that there's a chance cyborg loses and then where do we go if you're Larissa but okay I I get it you didn't want to play the game just give me somebody and let me kick butt I appreciate her where she's coming from if I were her manager wouldn't agree with it as a person and her friend you're responsible for your own peace and happiness I think that's not the worst idea so um what are your thoughts on this and what happens now with cyborg and this little triangle we have
1: you know it it's kind of a bummer but it sort of was the fight the lineup itself was exciting enough that I wasn't thinking like oh man we're cyborg and Kayla Harrison it it was the the matchups do enough to get me interested cyborg kayla what i don't want to see is for them to to then when they do the matchup it'll be this is kind of a tough one because it's like if i still want to see them fight if they do it at a later time which seems like will be the case is it going to be another pay-per-view and and you know it's just a lot of (laughs) pay-per-views because i know kayla only wants to do like the big stuff right
0: well i think contractually that's what she signed. that's what
1: she signed yeah so You know, I would love it if they could have crammed it in this pay-per-view, but okay, you're going to make us pay again to see Kayla's cyborg, that's fine. Um, The other thing I was going to ask you is, what will the belt look like? Are they like swapping belts, or what's going to be the situation there?
0: That's a good question. I didn't even think of that. (laughs) I think they're going to do... Okay. And this is me asking PFL to spend a lot of money. Yeah. I think they should have a special belt that has like both the PFL and Bellator logo in it for this one. Okay. But when you win for the top three guys, because you only need three of those belts. I know that's just, it's like, oh, it's just three belts. They probably (laughs) all cost like (laughs) Um, $100,000. But my point is that the winner gets the combo belt strapped, but then they get to hold the Bellator and PFL belts on each arm.
1: Oh, okay. So I, I think like that.
0: that would be a thing.
1: Sort of like when Ryan Bader won the Grand Prix. Exactly. People, like light heavyweight, heavyweight. Yeah, yeah, okay. I exactly.
0: Like that. I feel like that's what they should do. There's a chance it just says PFL superfight champ, but how do you decide who's a superfight champion after this? Because isn't the point that they're just going to get the matchups with the best people? I don't know, right. but I don't know. that's just... So that would be my thing. It may just say PFL super fight and then they hold the belts. But for this one, I would hope they design PFL and Bellator combo belt. Okay. Yeah. Um, secondly, with the uh, Cyborg thing. So remember that most the PFL wants one more pay-per-view. Most likely Jake Paul, a chance Francis Ngannou is there. Right, right. So if you double header it at least, cyborg francis cyborg jake that's not a bad card no you're right that said here's where the pickle we have now there's you're either asking everyone to get on ice or people are now getting thrown off the timetable because now okay so they can't fight in february are you telling me that we won't see cyborg or kayla till december like Cause it's pay-per-view yeah are you gonna ask for what you brought up a third pay-per-view let's say around june july and it's cyborg kayla um what about larissa pacheco and things like that uh, this now now there's a very big what is the schedule actually gonna look like and i think that's where things get complicated um i don't know that pfl is even interested in cyborg not fighting for pay-per-view uh the impression i'm getting is they're not even though cyborg is trying to nudge that um i know cyborg said you guys didn't inherit four fights like you think you did huh. um uh, she said this is the first i've heard of a fight and i'm just like cyborg what's going on
1: she's always so cagey why, <laughs> why can't she just be like yeah it's I'm like trying- she's
0: like i'm down but i'm and i'm like w- what's going on
1: Doesn't it seem like she always gets offended? It's like, no one ever told me. No one ever talked to me. That's always the story with her.
0: (laughs) I I just, like, I understand. uh, Let's be real. She had so much autonomy over her decisions in Bellator. Mm -hmm. However, PFL has essentially ripped that out from under her. And it's like, we have you for four fights. We pick those fights. And we have options. Bellator didn't really, you know. You had... You know, Sinead Kavanaugh and things like that. And not big names, if we're being quite honest with you. Yeah. Um, Now things are different. Now the game is different. And I don't know that Cyborg is into that as much as the impression we're getting, right? Mm-hmm. I don't think that's unfair to say. So I don't know where exactly it is we're going. I understand her wanting to shoot a shot. I still think the Kayla fight is the biggest fight. But... Man, I just—I don't know how you make these pieces work. If you tell me, I think that they may have to wave the flag on pay-per-view. They're just gonna stack probably an event, and what I would prefer they do—I'm gonna be selfish. Kayla and Cyborg at the forum, Mm -hmm. just like we used to do. Yeah, sell some tickets. Let's make it happen. But Cyborg, Harrison, and then co-main event, Larissa versus Liam McCourt. That's good. I like that. I think that's the only way you make this make sense. Because if you're telling me you're going to wait for both of those women, Kayla and Cyborg, until the next pay-per-view, you're telling me they're not going to fight till December. Because that's when Jake Paul was targeting. And I don't think Jake Paul is going to deviate from that. That's the only way this makes sense. Otherwise, I mean, how are you going to screw Cyborg and Kayla out of essentially 12 months off their career right now? Cyborg can box, but for Kayla, I mean, you know, the the iron is definitely hot. You need a strike right now for these fights. And I know Kayla, all right, if you're not available for February, but you can't wait till December. Just plain and, plain and simple.
1: Yeah, that's too far.
0: Yeah, so that's the only way I think these pieces make sense. Um, There's a press conference, spoiler, I'm probably going to try to ask that, (laughs) and there we are. All right, right on. Um, Finally, uh, some news. Uh, Tatiana Suarez is out of her fight on February 17th with Amanda Lemos, stepping in SoCal uh, resident Mackenzie Dern for this fight. Um, Look, uh, so this fight, uh, I'm not going to lie, this almost could play out even better. Because with the title fight now booked, I think Tatiana Suarez is very easily the next woman up. I can understand wanting to stay active, but now you have the chance you kind of just fall right into the timetable of the winner. Um, that being said, uh, Mackenzie and Amanda, good fight. Obviously you have one of the scrappier and more powerful, you know, more heavy handed straw weights in Lemosh. Taking on one of the top uh, jiu jitsu experts in the game, in Mackenzie. Fun fight, striker versus grappler. Mackenzie not afraid to bang, as she's proven in some fights. um Still a very fun, I would argue, more fun stylistic fight between Mackenzie and Amanda. What about you?
1: Yeah, probably. Um, I think, um, but mostly I'm disappointed that Tatiana Suarez is out. It's like you don't, it took her so long to get back in. Um, you kind of just wanted to see her keep rolling. So hopefully it's not, I don't know if there's any word on what the injury is. Hopefully she's not out for too long. Um, because even while she was out and we always, there was always this talk of, but what if it was Tatiana Suarez at the top, you know, what would she do to this person to, you know, at the time it was, um, I can't, well, when it was 115. no, this is, um, you mean with Rose and Carla? uh, Yeah. like, what would she do to them? And so there's strangely still this threat of Tatiana Suarez when she's not, even when she's not in the room. So I want it to just be something we can rely on seeing her perform more regularly. But um, yeah, Dern-Lemos, that's a good fight. Mackenzie Dern is always improving. Um, You know, bad, bad one fight there that she had last loss. But she's still working out the kinks. I'm a fan. I think she's, um, she's still got some, like there's still more for her to develop.
0: Yeah. I I think there's, you know, Mackenzie Dern is far from done. And, um, I think no, it's just, all, where yeah. does she go? I, I I think finding a new kind of system, I know she's probably happy doing her own thing. I think that the structure with Perillo was huge and, there's a lot of teams in SoCal. It's just a matter of getting back and working with one and doing your thing again. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I know there's some fighters who do the, you know, run my own ship. I think there's something to be said for a coach and all that. I think that's where a lot of growth still happens. So that's my hope for Mackenzie in this fight because I think that can make for a really fun fight with Amanda Lemos. Yep. Um, Natalie, what does your heart tell you we will get announced by the next show is it drakus at 300 or connor at 300 what does your heart tell you is gonna happen oh boy drakus think it's gonna happen think they're gonna make it happen
1: his eye look pretty jacked up though
0: that's my one thing i was like if the eye wasn't that bad i'd tell you those bruises will heal up fine yeah i think he might have a hairline something in the eye Plain and simple.
1: Darn it. So you, do you, Does that mean you think it's going to be Conor or that we just won't hear anything for a week?
0: Oh, don't do that to me. <laughs> <laughs> Conor McGregor, 300.
1: Okay. I I,
0: I, cause, Cause here's the thing. I, I, I don't know that they just, I don't know that Dracus would want to put himself that far off. I think that's not what the UFC wants. Yeah. Um, or uh, they could just throw so much money at Dracus to make it happen at in April. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, true.
0: I don't know. They
1: could. I mean, like with DC when he fought him. Um, Derek Lewis. Derek Lewis, I, yeah. I just,
0: that's what I'm thinking about, too. Yeah. Ah. Uh, I think that 300 already is going to... Well, Conor costs a lot, too.
1: Damn it. Hmm. <laughs>
0: They're going to throw the money at Drakus. I'll give you that. Yeah. Okay. They're going to throw the money at Drakus. I think he's still cheaper than Conor to move to 300. Plain and simple. All right. Watch Monday. Hey, <laughs> freaking like in two hours. What's up, guys? Yeah. The fight you've all been waiting for. Conor McGregor. I'm like, oh, come on.
1: <laughs> you know? Versus John Jones. Yeah. Oh,
0: my goodness.
1: <laughs> I swear
0: Dana's going to freaking get on before most people even hear our show and be like, just spoil everything yeah okay okay here's my last prediction and you know no fights this saturday but so nothing to preview we'll talk about everything next week my prediction is on wednesday morning dana's gonna hit ig and be like let's go okay and that's gonna be what happens all
1: right wednesday
0: yep. morning yep let's go <laughs> All right, Natalie, it's been another great show. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. Remember, like, comment, subscribe. We'll be back next week. Take care.